Welcome back to those I've noticed. We had some people this morning come in that I haven't seen in a while, so welcome back to those who are coming back for the first time, or uh, welcome to some of the visitors. I met a few people this morning, so thanks for being here. It's great to see that so many people are coming back uh, to Mass, and welcome to all those joining us uh, via live stream. We also welcome our Deacon Jack Lincolnheld, or James Lincolnheld, excuse me, James Lincolnheld from... Uh, Rome, who's visiting for a few weeks, so it's great to have you with us too, James, Deacon James. One of the things that I think we've all, we've all learned through this whole past year with uh, COVID and all that is with this COVID virus that many people who get the virus, who have gotten the virus, many people might be familiar with this, is that um, it, it, it's, it seems like many people lose their sense of taste and their t sense of uh, smell. And some lose it just for a few weeks, some haven't lost it at all. Some uh, I've been told by some people that they've lost it for, for months and they still haven't gotten it back. And the gifts of taste and smell are just like, they're great gifts that we have. And I, I can't imagine losing either one of them, but especially the gift of taste, you know, just uh, the great flavors of foods. You know, it's hard to imagine that we would be missing those. But today, today's gospel speaks to us of uh, two other sense preceptors, two other senses that we all have, these gifts that are very immensely valuable to us, especially the gift of sight to be able to see and the gift of hearing to be able to uh, hear. And many of us, of course, have hit the point where we got to wear these for glasses to be able to see. Uh, some people wear hearing aids and whatnot to be able to help them hear. But the Word of God really help is today, um, it's calling us to reflect more deeply on these two senses, but more in a beautiful spiritual sense, how important they are for our souls. These senses, the eyes and the ears, are vehicles to the soul. So what comes through the eyes, what comes through, through, through the ears, certainly has formation on our hearts and our souls. We heard today this beautiful gospel. There's so many different things you could look at here, but we see that Jesus is transfigured on Mount Tabor in the presence of Saints Peter, James, and John. And his clothes become dazzling white. We're told his clothes became dazzling white such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. I was reflecting on this. What, did, what an amazing vision they had. I think that's what the gospel story is trying to tell us. They saw God in his, Jesus, God, in this beautiful state of just awe. They saw God in a beautiful state and were just amazed by what they were seeing. Certainly something to, to cling to, some, certainly something to just remain in that state for such a long time. See God in all his beauty. We're even told that St. Peter, he said, Lord, let me build three tents so we could remain here longer, so we could remain here in awe. And this is the goal of all of us. The goal of all of us is to have this beautiful vision to see Jesus as he is and to remain with him for all eternity in paradise, enjoying his beauty, everything that he has to offer each and every one of us. And some people, sometimes I've heard this before, you know, is, is that all heaven's going to be about? Just looking at Jesus, seeing him as he is and looking upon Jesus? Doesn't that sound boring? No, it wouldn't be boring. I can't wait. I, and I love when people come to you and they talk to you about, I can't wait to see Jesus as he is. That should be a longing for all of us to wait and see him in this beautiful, 
in all his glory. Just see him as he is. He'll fill every longing that we have in our hearts. All the things that we try to fill our hearts with on this earth, they'll be filled in a perfect way when we see God face to face in heaven. Perpetual happiness. Jesus calls it paradise. Remember when he was on the cross? He said, today you will be with me in paradise a place that I would want to remain forever. I hope everybody would want to remain forever. Hopefully we all want to go there and be with, him, with Jesus, be with God, all the saints in his place of glory. With all that in mind, I think I just want to reflect really on one point today. And the main point to reflect on is just our spiritual sight. Is most importantly how we use our eyes. In the opening prayer, we heard that that with spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. So the goal of all of us, like I said, is to behold God's glory, to see him as he is, and we need to have spiritual sight made pure. We need to see purely. We will see purely. God will elevate us to a higher state of grace so we can see him as he is. But it's something to reflect on our own spiritual sight right now. This past week, we had several of the children, all, uh, many of the children from the school in here to hear their confessions, and we line them up in the pews, social distance them. <clears throat> they sit down with their classes, and then we prepare them to receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation. But I was struck, and I was really uh, just uh, in awe uh, by the way that their heads just keep turning, left, right, up, down, all over the place, just moving constantly. And we know we all get like that. We all get distracted. We all start looking around. I, you know, people are looking around right now, left, right, here in the pew, different things. We all, we all are guilty of that. But it made me reflect deeper on how we're all guilty and we're all, we all struggle with this. We lose custody of our eyes. We lose custody of our eyes. The church spoke, is spoken about this uh, in many ways and sometimes it's somewhat lost that I don't think we speak about it enough. But one of the great disappointments of our modern age is that we have lost control of what we look upon and how we look upon things as well, or people. We have, we're losing custody of eyes in our modern day culture. As we all know, the world is frequently presenting to us so many different things that can damage our supernatural vision. What goes through the eyes touches the soul. And as everybody knows here, it's hard to sometimes get that out. Once you see something, it's hard to get that image out of your heart, your soul, your mind. There's so many th different things that are polluting our souls nowadays, whether it's pornography, immodest dressing. Uh, there's so many different, so much garbage on the television right now. There's tons of garbage. There's good stuff too, but there's a lot of garbage. You know, excessive use of phone or device use, having that always in front of you, we're losing custody of our eyes. Violent video games, you see stuff like that. Bad reading material. Sometimes a reading material can be just as bad as something we watch. Just as suggestive. Sometimes in different ways, we can be using our eyes to eye more riches. We want more things. You know, continual curiosity. You know, curiosity, we all get curious, but curiosity so often could be of the devil, where it's constantly, we're getting curious about every little thing people are doing, every little thing that's going on. We're constantly looking at that stuff. A critical eye 
critical eye towards others, vengeance, vanity. In many ways, there's so many things we can list. Many ways our spiritual sight is being is becoming impure or tainted with so many images. And as we all know, it's a beautiful gift that we have to be able to see, to be able to hear. These are all great gifts. And as sons and daughters, it's important that we guard these gifts of our eyes so we guard the gift of our soul. We guard our eyes in order to guard our soul. And I'm not saying that we all need to walk around with bandanas on our eyes or don't look at anybody anymore. Or some of the saints used to practice, they would look down at the ground all the time. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, but I am suggesting, I am challenging us all that we do need to have better control and care for what we look at and how we look on people and different things in our society today. Here's where I would just transition a little bit to that second sense where we hear as well, and that affects our soul. Jesus speaks beautiful, or excuse me, the Father speaks beautifully in the gospel today from the, the voice from the cloud says, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Listen to him. Jesus has spoken to us about the custody of eyes. In the Beatitudes, Jesus says, blessed are the pure of heart for they shall see God. So those who will see God are those who are pure of heart. Those who will see God will be those who are pure of heart. Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, says the, the lamp of the body is the eye. If the eye is sound, the whole body will be full of light. And if the eye be evil, the whole body will be full of darkness. Jesus says this. Listen to him, he says. Jesus also says, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. Now, we don't interpret that passage literally, of course. But a generous interpretation of this would be if your eye leads you to sin, get it under control. Get better care of our eyes. A priest I uh, know, he lives in Kentucky, Father Ken, he once challenged us as seminarians. I'll, I'll never forget this. He, he said to us, he said, Brothers, remember, keep custody of your eyes. Be careful how you use your eyes because these eyes will look upon Jesus in the Eucharist every day. That's powerful. That's it's beautiful. It's amazing. Because if you think about that, as a priest, we lift up the sacred host every day at Mass and look upon Jesus' body and blood, veiled, but in a beautiful way. He said he would be with us always. He's present in the Eucharist. Be careful, brothers. Keep custody of your eyes. Be careful how you use them because these eyes will look upon the Eucharist every day. We're going to look upon the Eucharist in just a moment again here today at Mass. It reminds me of the beautiful line of St. Augustine. He said, Our eyes are made for beauty. Our eyes are made for beauty. To see beautiful things, there's so much beauty we can see in the world and in people today. They're made for beauty. They're a great gift for us to look upon the holiest of holy, to look upon God, like I said, for all eternity in heaven, Prepare our souls to look upon him for all eternity in heaven. Our eyes are given to look upon nature and thank God for his beautiful gifts, all the goodness that he gives us. Our eyes are a gift to contemplate the mystery of the Eucharist and adoration at Mass, to see how God's always present with us, to be in awe. Our eyes are gifts to look upon the word of God, 
you know, to read our Magnifica, read sacred scripture, read the Bible, to look upon the beautiful words that God has to inspire us and to keep us going in life, to guide us. That's what our eyes are made for. Our eyes are made to look upon the human person with great dignity and respect, even those we do not like, even those we do not see eye to eye with. We see everybody in the image and likeness of God. We see him as sons and daughters. We see their sanctity and dignity that we should always respect. And we should give them the attention, be generous to them, be merciful to them, be loving to them, kind to them, anything you want to add there. The eyes are made to look upon another person with love. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, what we look at and how we use the gift of our eyes, they're so important to us because our eyes, like I said, are the windows to our soul. The eyes are the windows to the soul. And I would argue to lose the sight, the sense of smell and taste, they're certainly inconvenient for us. Nobody wants to lose the senses of, um, excuse me, of uh, taste and smell. But to lose control of our sight can be truly destructive. Destructive to our soul, destructive to our heart, destructive to our mind. So we got this beautiful time of year right now, Lent, and it's a great time for us to reflect on, are we using our eyes wisely? Be honest with yourself. Are we using our eyes wisely? Are we using our eyes modestly? St. Bridget of Sweden, not our St. Bridget of Ireland, but St. Bridget of Sweden used to say, modest eyes, modest eyes. Be modest with your eyes. Are we taking great care of how we use our eyes? And even further, it's very important for us to reflect on, are we helping others, too, to take care of their eyes? Are we tempting other people? You know, the way, you know, immodesty, whatever that might be. Are we tempting other people by how we speak about others? How The way we speak about others reflects what we've seen in others, and then that comes out. You know, are we helping others with a good example of how we're using these great gifts that we have? of our sight, challenging our children, helping our children, keeping away from things on TV that we shouldn't be watching, even challenging our spouse or those people in our household, our friends, we shouldn't be watching that. Or even just, you know, sometimes things come up on TV. Are we turning our head away and saying, no, I'm not going to look at that? I know the struggle's there for all of us. We all struggle. It's part of fallen human nature. We all struggle with the way we use our eyes, the way we use our senses. But I, I encourage everybody that we just continually ask the dear Lord for help. He said in that beautiful second reading today, he said, or St. Paul said, Christ Jesus intercede for, intercedes for us. God's here to help us. Continually ask the Lord to help you with how, with how you use your eyes. Ask a spiritual friend. We need to have a spiritual friend to help keep us accountable. Ask St. Lucy. She had great custody of eyes. Ask St. Michael to protect you, defend you. Ask St. Joseph, the Prince of Purity, to help you. Our guardian angel, we should pray to our guardian angel every day to help us make sure we use our eyes wisely. Avoid what needs to be avoided. Be disciplined where we need to be disciplined. Seek mercy and grace in the sacrament of confession when we need it. All these aids, there's so many different things we could name. All these different things that, we can, that can help us. They'll help our spiritual sight be made pure, like that opening prayer. All these things will help our spiritual sight be made pure. So just like those first apostles, 
one day you and I, when the time comes, when we're called home, we'll be able to behold God in glory. We'll be able to see him as he is with a pure heart.